Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> hey guys, this is $6.99 per pound. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wait, how? Okay, fine. Okay. That's minus 10 right there. Minus 10? Okay. <clears throat> how, how, do I, how do I usually start? Yo, guys, this is $6.99 per pound podcast with uh, your boy, Jakey Cho. Mm. and young joanne mm. okay. and today we have a special guest aka avic plazier <laughs> and michael ken ken michael why whatever is whatever cringing? it is whatever why it is, is everyone cringing at my intro but everyone welcome to our podcast this is my first time trying out the intro yeah and i think i'm killing it don't you think i'm just feeling very nervous around jake uh, he's totally judging me. Uh, I'm, I'm judging it 100%. 100% right minus 10. Yes, minus, minus 10. 10. <laughs> Since 90. No, that wasn't that bad though. I'm sure I'm sure um, our very illustrious guest today is going to make yes. sure that edit it to sound <laughs> much proper <laughs> than your fixing and post. Yes. Than your subpar performance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, welcome to our weekly podcast. Well, bi-weekly podcast where we bless you guys with all of these amazing gems from mm. people from diverse careers and diverse backgrounds. Today, we are on the second episode of kind of our behind the counter series. I know sometimes you guys really miss our voices, my voice, Jakey's voice and the ad-libs in the back. Um, but today we wanted to interview a family member. Yeah. Our very close family member, Marcus. Yeah. Do you want to kick it off and give him a brief intro, JK? Yeah, not nah, for sure. I mean, it must feel weird because he's the one that's editing this particular <laughs> episode as well. So it's like we wanted to, yeah, nah. So we wanted to have um, my friend, my one of my big bros, Mr. Marcus Ham, um, on the hot seat today. He's our, he's the very own uh, sound engineer, sound designer for 699 per pound podcast. Um, you know, that top of the line, creme de la creme sound that you Everyone hear. Everyone loves our When intro. listening to our podcast, it's thanks to this very gentleman right here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's why mm-hmm. our shit doesn't sound fugazi. Our shit doesn't sound like some shit that you just recorded in your bathroom. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? It just <laughs> sounds fucking crystal clear. Um, so I feel like this episode is going to be great for those that are interested in to work as sound engineer or music producers we're just like to understand the freelance industry like how that works um i think this could be a very worthwhile episode but you know overall like marcus young just just knows a whole lot about music especially the art of making beats um so yeah i mean he's gonna make sure that this episode is just gonna sound great he's probably gonna put a lot of his own music in here just uh yeah. just so he could promote himself and like he you know owns it, so we can play it yeah like we can play whatever the fuck we want because he owns that shit so um but i think to kick it off like uh my relationship with this uh this this big bro of mine started off um started off like uh when i was like Young. 16 17 you know but before we even go into that i almost forgot man we got a shout out listening party 
off uh, Canal Street Market. Yes, sir. Canal Street Market located prominently on Canal Street. But anyways, yeah, like um, back to when you met. Back to when I first met Marcus Young. Um, I was like 16, 17, being this uh, you know, like following around like these uh, independent Asian American rappers in the East Coast New York scene, and I mer- I first met him um through uh, this rapper named Snacky Chan. Um, Snacky that's Chan. True name. Yeah, he. That's his, this is real. His artist name, like his government name, is Roy Snack- Kim, but he went by Snacky Chan. So some of y'all might, if you guys watch, like Show Me the Money, you probably would see him. Um, not doing too great in terms of as a perform, like in terms of like how high he went on the show, but at the time, like he was one of the most like prominent Asian American rappers in the in the East Coast sure. scene. And um, I was like a shorty, like 16, 17. Marcus Young. Uh, he was working with Chan on like a few songs and we went up to Boston together and like I couldn't get into the clubs that day because like Boston was the guy didn't have a fake ID and all of that yeah I was like 17 16 and then they went to the club with like fucking hard bottom oh, shoes and shit. Look with the ill yeah, fucking going did. out clothes and shit. Yeah, we got yeah. the dress clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dress clothes. Marcus looking, always dresses really looking, well. Looking, looking, yeah. looking real sus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, looking real sus and shit. Yeah, so like they went over there, but then I was in the hotel watching like Breakfast Club. You know what I'm saying? Like anyway, so that was my first int- introduction to Marcus Young, and then we we worked on music together. You know. I kind of have a, a dual identity as a, as a rapper myself, and um, ever yeah. since then, like, hey, drop a verse. Yeah, ever since then, like, maybe next time, you know what I'm saying? But ever since then, like, whatever projects that I need, some sort of a sound design, original music, um, you know, Marcus Young has always been there for me. And um, but even aside from that, you know, um, he's worked on commercials. He's worked on. Um, uh, music projects with prominent artists both in the US and in South Korea and um, yeah he just continues to do great work with different clients and um, yeah well on your Instagram it says you're a rap coach as well oh, wow. <laughs> now he yes. is a rap coach man he, yeah what does that mean rap coach rap coach sound engineer music producer like what are all those titles and what do you identify as and can you kind of break down what each role is because i think you encompass all of those things uh rap coach i guess rap there's a lot of people that need coaching in rap <laughs> how is jakey did he need coaching jakey has great lyrics on this side you heard so it right here out of Lyric. all the lyrics yeah. Okay, okay, got it, yeah, got man. it. Yeah, he goes, you gotta listen to uh Kyopo Anthem and uh like JK's flow is not for everybody. But it, the lyrics are but good. The lyrics okay. it comes from the heart. So rap coach, do you just kind of do you coach them on right. all of those we, we things? Did, like lyrics and yeah, flow and yeah, prediction, um, mic control, breath control. Mm-hmm. So I just kick in the engineer aspect as well. Like we should probably stop here and punch in from this part and just write it differently it doesn't make sense I, it, it really is though to find to help find what their best style is to mm-hmm. develop their own style who you want to be how do you want to present yourself and what do you want to talk about those type of things that's what the rap coach mm-hmm. do you have like a memorable client <laughs> um Trudy, she uh, just uh, got off the project. Mm-hmm. 
came out yesterday. Very rare. Very rare. <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. Congrats on that. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. That's big. Um, I mean, she was she was the winner for the second season oh. of uh, Variety, competitive rap variety show on, on Pretty Rap Star. But then she was also a, con- a contestant on a Show Me the Money. I believe the season before this one that just ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was memorable. Not because uh, of her rap skills. She's great. I, I think she has one of the best voices mm-hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a natural. She's a sponge. A lot of people hate it because she can take something and really make it her own really fast. People think it's inauthentic. But in this person's head, it is very authentic. I'm, mm-hmm. I know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was interesting because uh, her biggest hurdle and criticism at the point was that she sounds exactly like Tasha, right? Okay, Yomi Ray. Yeah, so like her, her whole style, the way she looks, uh, her kind of like swag. So that that was the challenge that I was tasked with, trying to stray away from all that. You know why? Because if she came out right after the show has ended, mm-hmm. off of Unpretty Rap Star, she could have done whatever she wanted because she was hot. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. She wasn't active for two years. So her name was strong enough, but we had to stray away from that whole Tasha rap style. Right. And um, I, have, I haven't haven't fully listened to the project yet, but um, I feel like, you know, as somebody who was discussing with you during that process, I feel like I'm very glad to hear like that project is officially oh, yeah, you, out. You definitely helped out with that. Yeah. yeah, like we were just talking about like oh like which direction you know she should go and yada yada yada. Right, right. And to let everyone know, like Marcus is like doing this in the goodness of his heart for our podcast. Like he was mixing things and sending us files like while he was in Korea while he right. was working on this project. Yeah. So we're so grateful. I think you should tell him the story like when we were like recording this one episode and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing oh my God. and then yeah. we called them then this was then, the chelsea white episode yeah and i think up until then this, this was the first episode where marcus wasn't here and up until then like jakey and i you know like jakey kind of knew me as like you know like i'm put together kind of he saw me like literally fall apart i was like yeah so like <laughs> i was like it's not that big of a deal like, like oh my it, god oh my god oh my god like yo what am i gonna break is this shit gonna explode and, I, and then right. she called Right. Marcus Young all the way in Korea and he picked up and this motherfucker was in the club. <laughs> he was at what's it? What's cake shop. Cake I think he shop. was at Cake Shop Why and then like cake shop? I have no idea. But I think he was at Cake Shop and then like it was <laughs> wow like noise in the background and Yeah, I was you know falling I mean? apart. Yeah, but anyways, um so yeah, like That's sounds, how committed he is to Yeah, podcast. like he he's really about this about this lifestyle. But I kinda wanna go back into like so the audience knows a little bit more about you as an individual like what kind of like upbringing did you have that you kind of decided to get into this um music business or sound engineering business uh i moved around a lot when i was a kid went to different schools jumped around different countries like what countries in, in particular country, uh i was born in seoul came to new york then uh went back to seoul then went to london then Came back to New York, then wow. back to Seoul, back to New York. Why did you move around so much? Uh, my father uh, was an expat. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Basically, when you're growing up, it's either sports uh, or you get into something else and music. Like a, su- like a subculture that, that a subculture you could connect, you could connect with connect other people. With. Right. Exactly. 
after Sautegi, I was looking at his references. People were talking like Cypress Hill. Like, oh, this this is the real shit. Um, yeah, I just fell in love with rap, hip hop. How did you go from just listening to it to creating? Oh, my father is a very big audiophile. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to him. He he has tons of vinyl. He always oh, updated his technology. Shit. I had no idea. This yeah. I didn't know about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't he know has about you had turntables. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, he's buying CDs like in the '80s. Right. So like you kind of had access to like yeah. music culture. Damn, yo. So that yeah. DNA was kind of molded since you was so. like my a father, kid. Yeah, my father's a very artsy person, but he couldn't be. Right. So right. I think he kind of like supported me in that way. Right. Nah, that's you know fire. I mean? That's what's yeah. up. So, I mean, when I first met you, like, you were, um, obviously you had side hustles and all that, but you were, like, really actively uh, trying to get into, like, the New York hip-hop music producer scene. Yeah. Um, so, like, how did you get into that scene and what were some of the more memorable moments you had? Like, I remember, like, you was in, like, this beat battle with, like, uh, prominent guys that mm-hmm. are guys that are very prominent now like in Illmind yeah. right. and like I think Kanye was a judge in one of those beat oh, battles wow. or some shit and what's a beat battle for those who don't know what it is so beat battle is like you know like how there's like rap battles where you're supposed to like diss each other like and like bars. yeah beat battle is like each producer comes with like their best music production uh-huh. and then you play them in front of a live audience and then whatever audience reaction you get like the bigger the reaction uh the more like you know better producer you yeah. are you know what i'm saying awesome so, so marcus was on those scenes yeah like can you tell us a little bit about that ran, ran into a uh, little kim Lil kim like hey. as in like brooklyn little kim. yeah little kim i just went up and talked to him like hey here's the anr person Home tomorrow at this time you were still a rapper you were still yeah, trying to be was, a rapper yeah right. oh I was my doing god at the time too mm-hmm. because i couldn't find a producer right so, uh-huh. you, so you were rapping first and then you were like you know what let me try to make my own beats because i don't yeah, have like any beats right. you can't go online and just oh, get beats man. right back then you, know, you have to find somebody yeah. to really right so you meet Logan yeah. and then you yeah. call the in or what happened you know, and then i just send like a beat tape every like two three months every once in a while yeah that's how we, we started mm-hmm. this is what i probably want to do like this college shit is i don't want to do that mm-hmm. oh, so you yeah, were still in college yeah i was still in college yeah. so like you know what I mean? so did any of these beats land anywhere nah it okay did not. <laughs> it did not land did unfortunately not. no but no. it kind of like gave you a little taste of like Okay, this is the hustle yeah. and this is the process. Yeah, because Gosh. I'm in like Sony Studios, Hit Factory, like shadowing sessions and like listening sessions. Like they invite me in. Mm. I'm like, hey, this is the type of beats we're looking for. Like, maybe play you some, some of the shit. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, I'm soaking it all in, just writing shit. And, but that's when Atlantic and uh, Warner were merging. Right. So, to like, record. the whole thing was like in limbo. It right. was crazy. We were. She was going to jail, right? Oh, yes. no. she did Crazy, the times. Yeah. But but that was basically your introduction yeah, into to the, the game. game, demos and beat tapes and stuff like that. Right. Obviously, that that was shifting with the MySpace era, right? Facebook, and right. I mean, there was all these different type of channels and platforms for you to get exposure mm-hmm. without going through the traditional right. gatekeepers such as an A and R selecting exactly. your music for like a lottery ticket, pretty much. Exactly. But I think um, what's very interesting is that. You know, 
you started off rapping, but you decided to make beats. And a lot of people yeah. kind of um, are not familiar with the process of like making hip hop music or like electronic music to begin with. And obviously this is a different era when you didn't just have like YouTube tutorials and like right. you didn't have like a computer program where you could just make a beat. Um, like, how did you get into it first? Like, you know, did somebody just tell you like, yo, you gotta buy the sampler, you gotta buy this, this and that and... Yeah, what was your first toolkit? Okay, so people still use Cubase and it's a software developed by a German company. It's one of the standard music softwares mm. out right now in the market. I had that okay. really early, like, not better version, but it was really early iteration mm. of that. So I got my introduction to, to digital very early. Okay. but. At the time, the software was not strong enough to make actual beats with. Mm. So you had a sampler, uh, MPC 2000. Right. That was kind of like the go-to, right, at the yeah, time for a lot of hip-hop producers in the early 2000s. Yeah. Right. So what's like the difference between like a music producer and a sound engineer? A music producer is somebody that produces music, as in he is involved with the production of it creatively and uh, logistically. He's the driving creative behind the artist. That's the producer. Mm -hmm. Like a producer is somebody that see an artist, interact with them and feel their energy and be like, okay, today we should not do that love song because you're in a shitty mood. <laughs> we should probably wow. do this oh. crazy thing. And the sound engineer is just like, they make sure things sound clean. Yeah. And the levels are okay. Exactly. He's in the backseat of of the creative mm -hmm. uh, he's the last line of defense to the creative Ooh, last line of defense to the creative of music i kind of yeah. like that that's a very good way of putting it yeah because yeah. the artist and the producer and the beat maker they would go in circles but it's the engineer's job to be like hey you shouldn't go beyond that mm -hmm. technically and creatively that is your job anybody can push a button and i think another um good thing i would love to talk about is um for like people that are completely green to like the concept of like sound design or sound engineering, mm -hmm. explain like how crucial their roles are to the end product. Because people, I think, you know, they just hear the artist. Like I think normal, you know, right, listeners, right, they just right. hear the voice, and but yeah. there's so much that goes into it, like right. a whole team. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a creditless job. I guess it's a thankless job, I guess. Mm. Mm. But uh, it's, it's, Definitely for people with a certain type of personality. Like very, yeah, very meticulous. Exactly. Very meticulous very and they meticulous. enjoy the process. Overall, they're very they need to be very detail oriented, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. for instance, like we're recording this shit and there's like people running the vacuum right behind <laughs> us right now. It's gonna be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's gonna be very <laughs> difficult for No, it's not Marcus sounds, Young. that sounds <laughs> Marcus Young to like, you know, make sure that this just sounds crystal clear, you know what I mean? So like, that's the thing I feel like a lot of people don't understand. No, but I think it's such, it's so crazy because it's such a full circle thing. You know, you yeah. grew up listening to Tottaji and you're mm -hmm. like, there's more to this. Yeah. You know, you dug into it more and now years later, you're creating beats that, you know, now there's a whole different hip hop scene in Korea, right? It is no longer that like one artist. It's like, there's shows about it. There's so many different, they're actually pretty innovative and you're kind of part of that. That's like a, such a full circle thing. Right, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. like when you, when you kind of like just put your energy out into the universe, it eventually calls you back, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> ring, ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> universe hollers back. So what do you, what do you, would you say 
is like the state of the union of like your industry right now like being a music producer a sound engineer like what is the landscape like because there's all these like quote-unquote soundcloud producers but like anyone can download a beat it's kind of become like democratized like the barriers of entry is gone how do you feel about that is that good i think it's very good because i wish i had that Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wish we had the technology to, to on an internet basis and uh, recording gear and production gear. Yeah. People love to hate about hip hop music all the fucking time. It's like, oh, I'm you. You're not. This is boom bap. You're just gangster rap. You're it's bullshit. This is real hip hop, and it doesn't make sense. Like uh-huh. all this, like you know what I mean? It's always there's mm-hmm. always kind of a. Uh, mentality to it like a stigma that you gotta break in order for you to get to the next level yeah exactly right and that that was very prominent back then but now it's like it's it's like art why not embrace it it doesn't take a lot of skill but it's the idea of it that it's it's very punk rock right they don't give a shit you know what i mean like our generation we had to fit a certain stereotype Mm. and now it's like yo i'm gonna wear a dress and paint my fucking nails like so right. because you need waves isn't it? if it's just like one thing forever this w- shit would have died already um i want to talk to you about uh what's the most challenging um things that you're facing um right now as an independent music producer engineer um like in in, in your industry uh i guess just finding the right jobs at the right time like saying no to this one and saying yes to that one that's like you gotta know how to decide which Paradox one you want to take. Yeah, because in the long run, this might be better for a career, but this one has more cash in front of you. Right? So, which one do you choose? Do you wow, that's kind of deep. Of it's like, yeah, this one might give you more bread up front, uh-huh. whereas this one is less bread. Yeah. But for the long term, it's right. like an investment. Exactly. So, like, you gotta figure out yeah. how you want to choose and how you want to proceed. Yeah, for sure. Um. On that note, yeah. I mean, that's another episode of uh, 699 per pound yeah. podcast. Yeah. But I think before we wrap this up, um, I kind of want to also add that um, when this episode gets edited, yeah. can you like insert like a six to seven or eight minute beat medley okay. of like the joints that you've done? Just so like people yes. could like listen and like, because yeah. you know, you, okay. you talk all this shit. So yeah, yeah. motherfuckers got to know like Show if you're you nice or not. Wow. You know? wow. Okay. Yeah, stick it around to put <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick so around stick around, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you can listen to what Marcus is talking about, wow. having like original sounds. Stay yes. for the beats. So, yo, once again, there's another episode of 699 per pound podcast. It's your boy, J. Key Cho. J. Key fucking me the bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Joe. Joe fucking me the bar. <laughs> uh, okay, and it's, uh, it's been a special yeah. behind the counter episode with my big bro, Marcus Evic Pleasure Ham, who. Coincidentally, is actually gonna edit this episode yeah. himself. One man band. One man band. He's getting interviewed. Yes. Um, and also, of course, um, I got a shout out uh, my man Michael Kent Stewart. Mm-hmm. He's Ken the uh, Michael. Ken Michael man Stewart. Uh, man names, yo. Mad AKA. <laughs> call him man names. Uh, he's mad names, yo. Mad names. Um, a man. Um, he he joined the team. I would say it's been it's been about what a few months now, and um, 
He's been putting in work, everything. man. Changed yes, everything sir. up. If you if you know what it's like, the place. Yeah, yeah. He came through, man. Literally, <laughs> to the deli and renovated. Yeah. Literally, came yo, yo, we used to be the mom and pop deli, yeah. and now it's one of those midtown yeah, joints. Exactly. We're like the the fancy buffets and you like know? gonna raise our prices. Yeah, the rating, the the cleanliness rating went from a C to an A. You know what I mean? Um, all of that, man. That is about to be seven ninety nine per pound podcast. Hey, so you yeah, know, that's that's cool. we're about to we're yes. about to make the script. <laughs> about to jump up the prices and all of that man we we start selling kombu cha and shit where we used to only sell arizona's holy shit you know what i mean but uh, generation okay. yeah but yo ken he's been holding it down and if you notice like you know we're pumping up all these pumping out all these contents on instagram yes, um, a lot of that is really because of uh ken's vision of like you know what i mean making sure everything is on top of everything yeah. so um yeah so follow us follow us um subscribe mm-hmm. write comments on itunes and if you are not subscribed right now, I don't know what the fuck is you doing. Make sure you share tidbits about this podcast to your friends, family, daughters, sons, grandmas, grandpas, your correctional officers, oh um, whoever that is involved your in your life. You know what I mean? You're, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, once again, $6.99 per pound podcast. We out. Peace. Yeah. Bye. Hey yo, it's 6.99 per pound.